An A to Z of UK TV drama with Andy and Martin. Z of UK TV drama with me, Andy. And me, Martin. Hello, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. I can't believe it. We're at the finish line. Yes. We're, We're reached... reaching the end. Oh. Yes, Z. Oh. The very last letter of the alphabet. Ah, oh, the project is over. Freedom! Freedom at last! Free! Free at last! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm now picturing that lovely yellow CSO area where Marcus Garman dies. Oh. Um... <laughs> So, what have we chosen for Zed? Well, for Zed, the obvious choice was Zed cards, which we didn't do. No. <laughs> we, have, we have we instead. Haven't... We have instead chosen the Zoo Gang. The Zoo Gang. <laughs> yes. No, I have to. Let me just tell you, I have to call it the Zoo Gang, the Zoo Gang. because when I've been when I've been watching it with Marisa, we mm-hmm. we've just called it the Zoo Gang all the time. So we just mm-hmm. say Zoo Gang. Zoo Gang. And it's just become a thing. Zoo Gang. Yes, sounds so, slightly yeah, yeah. Belgian for some reason. I don't know why. Does it? Okay. I don't know. I so, so gangen flagen schnugeln or something. Oh gosh, <laughs> yes, well, it has elements. So, do you want to tell us what this is about? I.e., do you want to read from <clears> the back of the DVD? Yeah. The, the, oh, there's there's a pamphlet in mine. It goes on for about forty pages, twenty six. It's more than pages. a pamphlet. It's the same publicity material regurgitated about three hundred times in that little booklet. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well. But anyway, it's I'm not going to. Not I'm one. not going to read that, although we'll get the running time up. Um, yeah, fair enough. Four veterans, four veterans of the French Resistance, reunited nearly 30 years after the war, 28, join forces to meet to meet adventure, danger, and excitement as perilous as anything they faced during the war. <coughs> not really. Not really. Based on based on Paul Gallico's best-selling novel. The Zoo Gang are named after their code name. Sorry, wait, still, can I just stop you? The Zoo Gang. <laughs> right, the Zoo Gang are, na- are named after their code names used during their time in the Resistance. The Welk, the Armadillo, <laughs> the Fox, the Octopus, uh, the Elephant, the Leopard, and the Tiger. Reviving the team, they track down and capture the man who betrayed them, putting the reward towards the building of a children's hospital. Oh. <laughs> but the hospital needs more money. 
So they go. So, so together they use their wits and ingenuity to, from their base in Nice, to wage a new war. This time against <laughs> crime. They are the Zoo Gang. Zoo Gang. Zoo Gang. Zoo Gang. This is the first time this entire series. Yeah, well, anyway, um, so mine's an old DVD copy because <laughs> it's been around a few years now. Well, I um, stupid. Do you know that thing sometimes when you have something on your Amazon wish list and you mm. bought it already and someone buys it for you? So I have two copies of the Zoo oh, Gang. Uh, <laughs> zoo two. Two zoo. Zoo well, 2. Yes. Handy. We can give a prize. <laughs> yes. At the end Actually, of the alphabet, yes. we can give a prize. Yeah, a prize <laughs> to the person who, yeah, does the best tweet about A to Z of UK TV drama, the first series. <laughs> if you've got something nice to say about us and we like it and you do a good tweet that either makes us laugh or is just very, very um, complimentary, then you win a copy of the Zoo Gang Blow on smoke DVD. <laughs> yes, basically. The Blow Smoke Up Our Ass Award, but you will get a copy of the Zoo Gang. There we go. <laughs> so, yes, <clears throat> that's an incentive. It um, is. I think it is. Yeah, absolutely. So I got a bit uh, high-pitched there. So the show so, stars, uh, as of The Fox, Stephen Halliday, Brian Keith, the American actor, uh, yes. The Elephant, The Elephant, Tommy Devon, is John Mills, Sir John Mills, as he became later. Is he is he Tommy? I thought of more as Tommy Thomas Devon. Devon. Uh, no, it says Tommy Thomas. here. Well, well, well whoever know. whoever did the DVD notes says Tommy. <laughs> I, th- I think his friends call him Tommy. Maybe 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 we should call him Sir Thomas. No. I just call him Double Denim Mills now because <laughs> he had a lot of double oh, yes. denim going on. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, one of one of the main notes I've written is the casual gear of Little Johnny Mills. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. It's the um, keynote. It's the most important thing about this series. Anyway, carry on. Well, <laughs> well that's it. We've done it all now. That's it. We don't need to go. No. Uh, the leopard, the leopard, is yes. Manouche, Manouche Roger, played by Lily Palmer. An and she's wonderful, darling. Yeah. Wonderful. And the tigre, the tiger, played by Alec, oh, sorry, called Alec Marlowe, played by the not Canadian at all, Barry Morse. But no, he's to be From London, in fact, London, Barry Morse. Uh, who people will know as Professor Bergman from Space 1999, another ITC series that came along. Yes. I always think he should be wearing a lower scooped neck because of Space (laughs) 1999. Whatever he's wearing, I always think, no, that's wrong. Well, he borrowed the look from little Johnny Mills, didn't he? He looked at that. (laughs) Little Johnny Mills. He will always be little Johnny Mills now. With his stiff upper lip. Stiff upper lip. Can I ask? I've got a quiz for you. (laughs) You have to put these four actors mm-hmm. in order of age from Ooh. youngest to oldest at the time of the recording of the zoo gang in 1973 ah, well, so this is 1973 I sorry did, have you got fact, the... i did uh look up uh oh, no no no, no. Spo- a few few weeks ago a couple of weeks oh, okay ago, so that it so turned out now. That, that two of them are younger than me <laughs> Which, considering they're supposed to be that's old... That's terrifying! It is. So two of them are actually young, or were, at that point, younger than I am now. And two well, of they're them all are... older than me, thank Christ. Yes. Uh, I would say that, uh, in order of age, you've got Brian Keith was the youngest. Yeah. Because I think he was about 51. Mm. Uh, I think Barry Morse was, strangely, the next youngest. I think he was about 54 at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm a little bit vague, but I think Lily Palmer and then Johnny Mills was 64 at the time, I believe. Yes, looking quite good for 64, yeah, Bess. Well, I mean, and of course he lived to be about 98, so the, the, yeah, you, get used to the, you get used to the fact that Johnny Mills... You, you assume he must have been a lot younger because yeah. 
of the fact that he was still around, you know, doing uh, Dickens and stuff, and you know, yeah. uh, decades later. So but it that, is that is of... the correct order. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, so like I say, two of them are. I mean, one of them is about the age I am now, but two of them are actually young. But, but, but yeah, it's it, it, it is why I'm signing up for my last of the summer wine card. Really, it's kind of... <laughs> yeah, that's what you're doing by virtue of that coming. Yeah. Absolutely. So. I would say that isn't it lovely to have a series that is actually about some older people, or is that just me being old now and just being relieved? <laughs> no, I, that is that is one of the good things you can actually say about the show. Yeah, I mean, ITC used to put these bundles together, these uh, yeah. pa- packages together, and they would get mm. these actors. I mean, if you think about it, this is more or less. Uh, it's probably a couple of years after they did the Persuaders with Tony Curtis yeah. and Roger Moore, and they know that international stars will sell yes and if you've got yeah, an yeah. american star it will sell now you've also and if you're in, in this uh, particular one you've got a, a french star as well so you, you've got a european you've got europeans you've got a not canadian but you know you can appeal to the canadian market. i actually for fun for years i've assumed that barry morse was canadian probably because of this i'm convinced uh-huh. that in all the publicity for space 1999 they claimed he was the canadian actor barry morse. i see but, uh, but as, you're yeah. right, this has international appeal. Mm. It has a European flavour and it has mm. stars of the age. Mm. So yes, it was it was well thought out to, mm. to to really push that. And there's only six of them. Six what? Oh, six episodes. episodes. Yeah. I thought I'd missed two characters out for a minute. <laughs> no. well, you could argue that there are a couple of regulars as well, but, you, but, but they're not. They, the they rather fiercely claim... All the way mm. through this booklet, this mm. very wodgy booklet that mm. um, no, no, it wasn't here. It was somewhere else. I read it. It was like no, it wasn't here. Yeah, it was basically saying mm. um, oh, we only had this time. We had this time. This was the mm. only time when we were all free, and that's why mm. there's only six episodes and no more. And there was nothing more to it than mm. that. And uh, there were just the four of us. Brian Keith was the American. Johnny Mills, Lily Palmer, and me. Yes. And it was deliberately uh, and predictably uh, a mini-series with only six episodes because we all of us were committed to do other things after a certain length of time. I think I was due to go into the Space 1999 immediately afterwards. Wasn't I or something? I get them all muddled up. But uh, it was well written. And I'm not sure I, I believe it. I think if it was a massive success, mm. they would have made more. That's it is interesting assumption. as an ITC show that they did only make the six because, you know, having the setups and everything like that. But then again, you see, you could argue it's a mini series. You could argue it's an adaptation of the book, although I don't really think it is. No. Um, uh, it's kind of based on the book, like a lot of uh, shows are. You, know, you take the format, and yeah. you think of, if you think of uh, even these days, you know, Father Brown bears no relation at all to the Father Brown story. To the original text, yeah. no. But uh, but it takes the idea and sort of runs with it and puts it in a context and everything like that and, and dresses it mm. in, in the most appalling casual gear that they can get their hands on. <laughs> I don't know, 1973 was not a good year for fashion. I think they do okay, considering. There's a lot of neckerchief action. Yes, there's a yes. lot of there's a lot of polyester yes, the, and the, the, the cravat, <laughs> yes, the cravat, so many cravats and the Breton I shirt. I the almost need Breton shirt. I know. I almost needed um, Breton shirt ther- therapy, but you know that's another story. <laughs> well, I do feel that if 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 whatever, because I mean, what happens as in with a lot of um, 
a lot of ITC series, people fall down a lot or are knocked out a lot. And yeah. I feel that if Johnny Mills had, had fallen down in the street, someone would have used him as a as zebra crossing from time to time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, mm. bless him. When he wasn't in double denim, that is. Yes. Now, um, I would like to suggest that we go through each episode in Oof. order and just and say a few things about each one, if that's oh, okay. okay. I have okay. notes about each okay. episode, darling. But okay. I would like to tell you about my fatal, well, not fatal, my stupid mistake that I made okay. on embarking upon the Zoo Gang. Zoo Gang. Okay. <laughs> that was that I first watched episode five, The Counterfeit well Trap. <laughs> because I opened the DVD set yeah. and I didn't spot that the booklet was covering the DVD <laughs> disc ah. one. So I put in disc two because disc two is quite small for my eyes mm. these days. And I put it in. And then, of course, the authoring is wrong on these as well. And it has mm -hmm. episodes five and four switched around. Mm. So the first episode of the Zoo Gang I watched was the penultimate episode. <laughs> ah. The Counterfeit Trap, which is on paper... Honestly, so exciting. Grand Moff Tarkin mm. in a romantic relationship with Supreme Commander Servalan. Indeed. I think that, that kind of makes it more exciting than it eventually turns out to be. I but, actually um, think you were lucky there, actually. Oh, well, well, let, I, well I, before we get, on to, before we get yeah. on to that, I just want to say, I was not the only person to make this mistake. Ah. I did a search on the Zoo Gang on Twitter, and this person, I can't remember who it was, said, well, I enjoyed episode one of the Zoo Gang with um, Jackie Pierce and Peter Cushing, ah. and they'd made exactly the same mistake. So I'm not the only stupid person in the room. Anyway, you were saying, that no, episode's I, not I, making I mistakes. Just Go for it. I say that there is actually, I think, the fact that they only made six of them, that I think actually disc two overall gives you a better, the better than disc one. I thought, the, I thought there was a definite, uh, the show was starting to actually get into a rhythm. I think the, mm, the scripts in the second right. second part and, and everything like that, the way they're played, it works a lot better in the second half than the first three are a, a bit of a... They're, they're difficult to get through. I mean, the, the, the pilot, fair enough. The pilot Let's works. Let's talk about the pilot. So the pilot mm. is called Revenge Post Dated. Mm. And this fills in the blanks for some of the blanks in terms of the zoo gang. Exposition. Such a lovely reunion at the airport. I completely believed in it that they were old friends mm. and yes, they're very good at the old chums acting. Yes, I, I wrote that down. It it actually does convince you. you know. The zoo gang. Now, whoever called us? Don't know. No idea. Nazis, I suppose. Did so banda. Do you remember the first night when we made up the code name and how we laughed and my Claude called you the elephant? Remember? The elephant never forgets. I'm going to cry when I see them. I may join you. There! I'd say, here, here. You'd all send me up, wouldn't you? No. Come on, say. Say Here, here. Hey. <laughs> well, we've got work to do, haven't we? Come on, let's go. But this is something we should make an absolute uh, feature of. This is ITC going to actual places. 
This yes. is ITC. Uh, I mean, okay, they don't really go to America for the America scene. They don't really go to Canada for the Canada scene, but they do go they, to actual they, France. And they never go to Geneva in the Champions. They just no. take a lot of footage of that fountain. <laughs> but after all those uh, shows that basically were Roger Moore yeah. and a palm tree pretending to be anywhere in the world, mm. uh, taking his pet palm tree with him to various balconies, uh, you actually get in this era, because you've already had, like I said before, the Persuaders, where... Yeah. Um, uh, you actually get you're getting proper. I mean, okay, sometimes the Persuaders is filmed in a in a disused motorway somewhere near Backwood, but but quite a lot of the you know the actual location stuff is proper location stuff, and that, and mm. suddenly ITC starts to look actually quite expensive. They're also in this era they're starting to make feature films as well, so they can actually you know send people abroad, and and of course foreign travellers become cheaper. I don't imagine you would have got this cast if you were saying we're filming this in in Pinewood. But, no, but you know, well, not if they're not filming all of it in Pinewood. But if you're going to get, so John Mills of, would have said no. Yeah, you're going to get half a year of, of jollies in the south of France. You're going to think, hmm, sounds fun. Yeah, although they are only allowed to drink Ribena. I think that's <laughs> the thing that really annoys yeah. me about it. Uh, the every French wine, wine scene, every wine scene, it's really obviously not wine, or it if it is, it's watered down wine. <laughs> it's piss poor wine, <laughs> considering it's France. <laughs> I know. But you think they would have got real wine for the title sequence. That's something that really bugged me. Well, maybe we should talk about the title sequence before we get into episode mm. one proper. Yes. You get the four symbols of the four animals' nightline drawings, to be fair. Yes, you do. And you get all the... You get the war backstory, which feels really exciting, and it's nice to have that, and it feels, oh, this is intriguing, and there'll mm. be Nazis. Mm. And the music by Paul McCartney Paul and Linda. Yes. Yeah. And it's really good, twangy. and it's kind of... It's kind of a bit Bergerac-y before it's time. Twangy guitar. Yeah, I like it. Mm. Oh, I did like it. I liked it every time. I was like, oh, this is good. Mm. So I'm very much a fan of the theme. I very much have bought the single and now have all of Paul McCartney on, on CD. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry, is this okay. you from the past? No, I'm just no. asking. I'm just asking. <laughs> no. No. I am. Um, no, yes, I, I did like the theme music very much, though. I thought that was a win. And I thought the title sequence, it reminded me of Survivors. Not, not at all in terms of content, but the fact it tells the whole story through the title sequence, and that's it. Yeah, clever I think thing. there's a definite. Res- I mean, there's a there's a quite nice mix where they they watch the Gestapo headquarters or whatever is get blown up from a table mm. across the street, and they mix to a similar 1972 bottle of wine on the table, and that's quite a nice thing. And then we get all the jolly people sitting around the table as part of the Indeed. thing. Indeed. I think the interesting thing about the, the line drawings of the animals, I assume they were specially commissioned, you know, the elephant. I don't think they just grabbed yeah. something off, off whatever the equivalent of Google or the nearest children's book of animals that they had handy to scan in in those days or take photographs. They would have done rostrum photographs in those days, wouldn't they? Of course they would. But the I yeah. think the interesting thing about those four pictures is that... Three of them, I mean, you know, the elephant looks like an elephant, you know. Yeah. The leopard and the tiger both look like leopards and tigers. But I think yeah. the fox, I think they've done something with the face that makes it look like Brian Keith. I think Brian <laughs> Keith is actually very well cast. There's just something about the eyes that makes me think, actually, <laughs> I can I see why they called him the fox. that particular illustration of, of the fox, though. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But that's funny. Yeah. The other thing is, I, I did want to, at this stage, the, the other thing is that, do you not think there were, re- like you said, it reminded you of Survivors, do you not think there's an awful lot of resonances with other shows? I, I got a very 
Mission Impossible vibe at some points. I got. I actually. Are you talking about in the title sequence? Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. just in the show generally as well. You know. Oh well, no. It, the the show didn't remind me of Survivors at all. It was literally right. just the title sequence because it told the whole story of what it was about. That's what I was saying. Okay. But it's interesting because yeah. I've also been watching a an ITC ter- series from around about fifteen, maybe ten, fifteen years earlier, which was mm. called The Four Just Men. And the four just men was based on uh, a book, and was based. You know, there was a film and everything like that. But the four just men actually has the thing where you have the four quite well-known actors, but they rotate uh-huh. them in the stories. The other ones kind of turn up, but mm. each story has the different lead. So you have got Jack Hawkins in one, and so on and so forth. Mm. And, I've never seen that. And, well, it's, it, it is interesting. It's just that I thought that might be what they were going to do with this. It was going to be. One oh, I see lead a different lead each week, but it's not. It's quite shared, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But also, I don't know about you, uh, and I know that you're a big fan, and I know that you've written books on the subject. But did you not get a Secret Army vibe in this at all? Um, I kind not, of thought not, that. In, not I kind of thought that implicit. I kind of thought that the Manouche character could be Monique older. Yeah. I could see the link there and how that could be. This is this is what uh, Lifeline were doing 30 years later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you see what but, I mean. Um, I know that didn't I think, happen. I think I just, I didn't, yeah, I mean, coming back to the core of it, I just mm. didn't believe in the setup enough. Mm. No. Because <laughs> I, th- I just think it was, I don't know, it depends, it's the line between fantasy and reality, and yes. I think in those episodes that worked better, it was more silly heart-to-heart stuff. Yes. Like the fact it was Eva Braun's brooch. You mm. know what I mean? That's very heart-to-heart. Oh, oh absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Whereas in some of them, they're trying to be more serious and more real about it, and that Manouche mm. lost her husband, and they want to, mm. you know, in the first episode, going to kill the guy who, who did mm. it, the, the Boucher. Mm. But, um, and then you've got silly things like mm. you know well, that particular episode where he dives for that brooch for two seconds and then he's got it and it's like mm. really and mm. it's it's like where do you draw the line mm. um as to whether you're going to take this seriously or not and i think mostly they don't take it seriously mm. and that's why i can't well that's... i don't make such a connection to secret army yeah. well that's i mean that's the jolly capers format isn't it really as well yes but... and it's itc yeah but i just thought yeah. that we we never got the the what See what uh, Lifeline did next series, and it kind of feels a little bit like that might be the sort of thing. That was all well, I was you saying. Get, you get episode one of Kessler, which mm. has that sort of feel when they're all back at the Condide, and certainly yeah. Monique looks like Manouche there. And mm. there's, I got, I got Kessler vibes because mm. more than more than I did Secret Army, in the, on the basis that you know there's Nazis abroad. Yes. But I was hoping that there would be more Nazis, honestly. Mm. I'm yeah. hoping there'll be a lot more Nazis going around, but I suppose they wouldn't. They wouldn't be in Nice, would they? They'd be in South America. I never thought I'd why... hear the day when I heard the people <laughs> yeah. say, what, "What the world needs is more Nazis." It's more Nazis. Oh, you've well, changed. We... You've changed. Well, <laughs> we've got them in government everywhere, haven't we? May as well have them in Nice. Mm. But no, yeah, that was that was my issue, I think. Mm. And and I well, think ITC. I really the... think you know. Oh, carry on. Yeah. No, it's ITC is very good at. at putting together the, shall we say, teams of amateurs fighting against injustice format. And this is basically Mm -hmm. another classic ITC format done with older people. Well, Peter Wingard notwithstanding. (laughs) But, uh, you know, actually sort of 
they're basically taking that that formula where you have almost like independent agents, independent uh, people of independent means, like crime. I mean, basically, this is to a certain extent the persuaders! Exclamation mark. It really yeah. is. It's it's basically Danny and it's something you could have had leftover scripts from the persuaders. The interesting thing to me is that there's a an inconsistency in style across the six, and it's got six yeah. different writers. And I oh, are that... they all six different writers? Mm. Yeah, that's, that usually speaks of problems behind the scenes, doesn't it, I think? If they've got six different writers, it's a bit odd. Because the first episode, to be fair, and, and I imagine that goes mostly to the source material of the book, is Reg Reginald Rose, who wrote 12 Angry Men. Okay. You know, it's he's a, he's a real class, uh, you know, writer. Um... And, you, and, and that class does shine through, and I think mm. there's some lovely pieces in that. I mean, I think the best thing about episode one is no question is Lily Palmer mm. and the fact that she's there and there's the three men who mm. are old buddies and mm. she's and they're all saying we're not murderers. And she just calmly, coolly says, I am. She's brilliant <laughs> in that episode. She's like, oh, she you wouldn't flipping cross her. I mean, I know it's her husband who dies, but she mm. who died in the past. Mm. But she honestly, she runs rings around everyone. And that's that's always appealing to mm. me that you've got to. You've got a female character who is not just a, a, a spare wheel. She mm. absolutely drives it. They tortured every one of us. They killed my husband right in front of me with a child kicking in my belly. So we don't have to know anything more about Monsieur Boucher at all, except that he's here. We waited for 28 years. What I expect we'll do now, together, is kill him. Am I, am I right? I mean, are there any questions about it? Ellen? Manoush, we're all here because Boucher is here. We want revenge for ourselves, for Claude mostly. And we can kill him in some alley and never be caught. That's easy. That's not exactly our style anymore, is it? We killed more times than I can count, every one of us. Well, we killed German soldiers during a war that's been over a long time. We're not murderers, are we? I am. Every night I lie up there in bed and I kill Boucher. So I should be overjoyed to murder him in some back alley. But the hell with moralizing, I want to do it now. The relationship she has with her son is hilarious throughout as well. It's a bit like um, absolutely fabulous in the fact that you've got a, dis um, a disobedient child, is her, mm. and her son who's the police officer, is trying to control her and she won't be controlled. I mean, it's it's different, but... This is it's a lovely... Michael Petridish. Not Petridish. Petridish, yeah. It's a lovely... <laughs> not Petridish. Petridish, as he will now forever be known. Yeah, Michael Petridish has, has... Horrible, horrible um, sideburns. But anyway... Yeah, well, so... I think, to be fair, Barry Morse can give him a run for his money with the horrible sideburns. And quite frankly, so can little Johnny Mills. Little Johnny Mills, enormous sideburns. Moustache yeah, and pipe. Yeah. Man and with a moustache and pipe. What a hero. And yeah. double denim. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> now, he's a... He, uh, we, yes, go on. Living casual, <laughs> casual in the south of France, except sometimes when he dresses up really posh. So, is there anything else to say about episode one? That lovely reunion at the airport. We've got Manouche being so, so strong and she's not going to kill But that bit in the... Is the museum? The museum's in this bit, isn't it? Mm. Or is yes, that I, not that one? Well, this is, again, This uh, I think there's, there are a few things, really, in, especially in the first one. I mean, <clears throat> this is very much in the uh, in the tradition of heist movies and yes. very much in the sense of 
things like the Pink Panther and To Catch a Thief that were very big in the 50s and 60s. So it's probably quite old-fashioned in that sense. You know, this is a world of of art museums and 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 stocking masks and things like that. Yeah, we're in the war plus thirty years, where mm-hmm. most of these actors were probably actually people who did serve to a certain extent. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not Brian. Oh, Brian Keith would probably have done actually. Yeah. But um, and what it, I think the interesting thing is that the 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 character sketches for the nationalities are fascinating. You've got English charm. He's charming. You've got the American who's brash, but he's the brains of the outfit. Uh, yeah. The English charm is a jeweller and is a bit of an expert and, and apparently never forgets, hence the elephant. Uh, you've got the French allure, which again makes me think of Cinnamon Carter in Mission Impossible to a certain extent. And mm. you've got the laid-back Canadian, the laid-back uh, Barry Morse playing this Canadian thing. And I think that's the, that's what the four distinctions are as a as a foursome the setup which leads to the the meeting at the airport is where you get the um you get them having their real lives outside two of them actually already you know uh, tommy and uh manouche both live in nice Uh, obviously the but but the the american uh brian keith basically tells his boss to sod off and Hops on a plane, at, you know, they get this uh, telegram and they're off. Mm, mm-hmm. And that's obviously that's an ITC room somewhere in Pinewood that looks, yeah, of looks course. a bit American. And uh, uh, Barry Morse is in some ITC garage somewhere in Pinewood, <laughs> pretending yeah. to. You stick up a couple of Canadian flags and suddenly it's it's uh, it's. It's all you need. Button. Yeah, precisely. Uh, but you know, but we are getting that international feel. But then suddenly yeah. we are actually in Nice Airport, and it is you know it looks gorgeous. And again, it does have that. If you like your nostalgia, I mean, I, I'm an absolute sucker for Lost World. This is why I love sort of fifties um, mm. cr- crime dramas and what have you. When you, when you get location footage of London in the fifties and sixties, I, I love that stuff because it is a lost world and it absolutely makes me happy. I've always said, never ever 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 piss off an old person when they're annoying you in the supermarket because when they were younger they were bayonetting Germans and you should never. Forget yeah, them. and she definitely was. Yeah, and so you know yeah. they're, they're not. They're not the doddery old folk. They've not always been the doddery old folk you think they are. So, so young man. <laughs> yeah. When you the, the best, yeah, yeah, the best set piece I think of the whole thing is in this episode when mm. they do the the Art stealing heist. the Ram, the mm. Rembrandt. It's mm. brilliant. Mm. All four of them have things to do. Mm. It's really gutsy. It looks like there's been a death, and mm. it's, it's oh, and the smoke bombs. It's great fun. It really it's, is. It's good a proper, fun. it's like a proper hustle as well. That's the other thing. yeah, a proper, proper totally. hustle thing going on. But of course. In this, you've got Walter Gotel, Walter Gotel, Boucher, as, yeah, as the as the, uh, the uh, Nazi living in disguise, which again does give you a sense of Kessler. I think you're absolutely right. I think it yeah. gives you a real sense of this is probably what Kessler was doing in the early seventies, <laughs> possibly. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> until somebody <laughs> no, recognises you. I mean, because this again was quite a thing through seventies drama. You get because uh, even uh, Marathon Man, you know, it's the recognised former Nazi who's recognised mm. by one of one of the survivors, and I do think that sort of crops up from time to time in all sorts of stories, and it's, it's quite well handled here. But you can sense yeah. that this one is really the book. You can feel the book sort of seeping into yeah it has a bit more heft to it doesn't it this one definitely and as i said it's 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 on the line of more serious as opposed to the silly mm. 
like Eva Braun Diamond era. My, down, my <laughs> downside to this one, there, yeah. are, there, are, there are two downsides to the opening episodes. Well, well there are several, but the, the two that most bother me is, is, is one that... Um, there's the stuff about the hospital to justify it, you know, which is just oh, it's a bit twee and it's a bit I can understand oh, it's really it, twee as a motivation, yeah. but it's a bit twee, you know. Um, yeah. But also, there's this thing. Do you remember the sketches that uh, Mitchell and Webb used to do, where mm. where they were television writers and they didn't do any research at all? Yeah, do you remember those sketches? And it just makes me think that this art. The, the art is written big in this, but you actually have no knowledge of art whatsoever writing this scene. Oh, it's just some art. Let's pick a Rembrandt. <laughs> Rembrandt. See. People okay. people have heard of Rembrandt. People have heard I of Rembrandt. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that. Yeah. But, you know, you've got to enjoy. I think this is the beauty of it. I think you have to remember sometimes that not all TV drama is really, really dramatic. Sometimes... And it doesn't have to be. Yes, yeah, it it's be. drama as yeah. entertainment. And this... Absolutely. The ITC series as a whole are drama as entertainment. Yeah. And well, that's a good that's a good a good point to move on to mindless murder. Let's decide whether this is entertainment or not. So this is episode two. Mm. This is about the embroidery based crimes yeah. <laughs> with all the consular maids getting um bumped off. Yes. And you have Ingrid Pitt. Yeah, yes. I, I had to rewatch that scene this morning. Her entrance. <laughs> Because it's possibly it's possibly one of the worst performances I've ever seen in anything ever. Exactly. I don't, I don't think it's her fault, actually. Is to it a not? Certain extent, to a certain oh extent. Oh, my Lord. Let me play it in now. Let me play it in. What are you talking about? Absolutely nothing, my sweet. What is going on here? I can't go to the John without tripping over a car. I found one in the broom closet. I think he tried to look like a vacuum cleaner. Routine protection, you know the sort of trash that's attracted to a film festival. Don't hand me that bull. I just heard you say you'd give away my star. Uh, wherever did you get that idea? It's that skinny Greek broad who's going to be in your next picture. I've seen how you look at her. Well, give her ten bucks. It's more than she's worth. That's unkind to a very nice lady and beneath your dignity. If you're in charge of these cops, I don't know what they're here for, but get them out fast. Who are you? Uh, secretary of the local branch of the Lynn Martin fan club, madam. I'm sorry, Tony, but you'll have to tell the Greek she is out of luck. The star's in the safe in my bedroom, and I had the combination changed. I'm the only one who knows it. Lynn? The people that sent me this note have already committed three murders. I'm sorry, darling. I should have known you have better taste than to go for the Greek. It wasn't nice of me. So, if you'll give me the star. No chance. You silly cow. These men are monsters. They'd kill you as an object lesson. I have been getting crackpot threats since I made my first picture when I was 60. I mean 12. All right, General, you can keep your army on hand, but tell them to stay out of my way. The fans will see me at the festival tomorrow. And I will be wearing the star. Why don't you get rid of that lousy mirror? You silly cow! The script is obviously littered with Americanisms to make it yeah. appeal to the American market. So you've got her referring to the jan, the cops, the closet, uh, uh, that thing about the vacuum cleaner, going bull. You've got, you know, she refers to that broad and makes references to books and all this kind of thing. Uh, and that the, phrase, the phrase also that she says... 
repeatedly doing this, and then mm. it, the the characters pick up on it mm. and use it. It must have been a thing in the um, in the script, mm. and it's Laos. You mm. everlasting louse. Mm. And later we have other people calling people a louse, so it got it was catching. But, but the other thing is that crap. The, the the problem is that the performance of two lines really stick out to me as if they really either weren't rehearsed or they they didn't get the point across what was being intended. Uh, yeah. Okay, so who's who am I to say what was intended sort of fifty years ago in a script? You know, no, but, say it. But but the when, sister. when she go, well no when she goes six I mean twelve. You know, that thing about her age. Oh, yeah. When she just makes that slip. It's a, when I was 16, oh, I mean 12. It's it's so badly delivered that you really... It just... It, when I was 6, uh, 12. And the other the other thing is that that's a lousy place to leave a mirror as she leaves the room. Oh, yes. Obviously, making reference to... Rachel. Silly. And, well, no, it's just a really badly delivered line. Actually, yeah. I don't know... And this this will, you know, this is a bit of a leap. But if you remember the Deadly Years episodes, the De- Deadly Years episode of original Star Trek, where they all start to get old and start to look like right. looking like in the movies. <laughs> um, no, there's there's an episode where one of the uh, they're all aging at different rates, and one of the um, shall we say the, the victims of the week is a woman who who comes to see McCoy. And says, you know, because she's got all the old makeup on, and she's changing. Yeah. And she leaves the room, and she and she just catches the sight of her face in the mirror, and it's oh, what a terrible place to leave a mirror. And that's actually, in terms of original Star Trek, that's quite a poignant moment. It's actually really well done. I right. Think. Uh, and this kind of is presumably the same idea, but done really bad. I mean, mind-bogglingly badly. And I know, like I say, you're trying to throw in all those Americanisms and it may not have been, and I know it may not even been first choice. And Ingrid Pitt, I know we've talked about um, Warriors of the Deep. On the other other, podcast, yeah. In other contexts. Um, And, you know, has her fans and was very good in whatever the things that you know the films that she made she fulfilling the role she played which was i think she's great value in the time monster in doctor who mm. i think she's she does that very well but i yeah. i do struggle to see she's how she got cast as this. many times as she yeah. was she's she's, it's, she's exotic though isn't she? she's exotic that's the thing she's got boobs let's be honest well there is that too <laughs> yeah. i mean that, that, you know, to a certain <laughs> type of casting director that was that was all you needed So the story is about her. She's called Lynn Martin, Mm. and they're in Cannes for the film festival. And the the fabulous diamond that she has, which is ridiculously big, isn't it? Mm. It, It's too big to be a real diamond. I think. Mm. I think they missed a trick there. I think that was just too obviously fake. It's Um, the Pink Panther prop, probably. Yes, totally. (laughs) And let's go down the prop room. Oh, there's one. They (laughs) steal the diamond themselves through Mm. various chicanery. That's mm. the zoo gang do, mm. and it's it's all. I find I often kind of find these plots quite convoluted, and I'm kind of mm. trying to work out why they're doing what they're doing. But unlike Sir Yellow Thread Street last month, at least mm. you get dialogue explaining why they're doing what they're doing, yeah. even though sometimes it can still be quite hard to follow. But at least there's a script that is working. Well, I this think. is where I feel that actually, considering the time it was being made, that, that you're at the back end of Mission Impossible and Mission Impossible was a huge, huge hit and had been yeah. on for seven years, six, six, seven years when this came on. And I think it's actually got the Mission Impossible vibe and that's why you get the exposition. It's not necessarily all done at the front, 
but basically yeah. you've got four people in a room saying well I'll do this you do that and it's a convoluted yeah. plot and the convoluted plots are a very mission impossible thing you know right. we will yeah, do yeah. this if we do this we'll do that you know and yeah. of course then you've got these four um comparatively elderly character actors although obviously younger than me some of them uh, <laughs> we doing know, get thing. over it <laughs> no no yeah. doing their thing and yeah. and walking around dressing up as policemen dressing up as you know yeah. i mean there's a couple of episodes later on where johnny mills does his his, his he's he's just come off uh, what was yeah was we'll, we'll get on to that we'll get yeah. on to that later yeah mm. yeah so um, he's doing his he's doing his makeup disguises thing as as a character becoming a character yeah. actor that they become I think it's the reason actor. he agreed to do it yeah, personally I want to play lots yeah. of different roles he is yeah. basically the role in hand if you like the, the the Martin Landau character from Mission Impossible he's the role in hand of this group uh, yes and that's why he shouldn't have been called the elephant he should have been called the chameleon I think ah, that would have been better yeah. don't you think well, if, if we were rewriting uh, Paul Gallico now, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dear Paul, can, you, can we please pop all copies of the Zugang and change his name? Zugang. Um, Zugang. Um, so there's lots of fun with the... There's a kidnap. She gets kidnapped in the end. Mm. And they, there's a lovely UV trail thing. That was good, wasn't it? With the mm. UV trail on the floor mm. with the um, cars. That was cool. Which, of course, takes you straight back to a Sherlock Holmes film, actually. There's a oh. Sherlock Holmes film where, where they put a can of paint under the, the villain's car and it's luminous paint, so they follow oh, luminous clever. paint. So that again, yes. the, when you start to join, everything's connected. Yeah. I, I was talking well, with, with uh, my friend Rick last night and I was, I was saying that actually, if you know when they used to do those rock and roll uh, uh, family trees? Yeah, I always feel that you could do a, a drama family tree or you could do a comedy family tree and everything would, you'd find there's a common point in the middle where everything joins up well that we used to be those series they used to do on the bbc drama connections and comedy connections proved mm. that but i used to get mm. irritated by the fact that they can concentrate too much on the connections and not enough mm. on the actual bloody programs that were the clips about, we want the clip we want clips we want, we want clips. clips we want we a want bit clips. of analysis we don't want to yeah. say and they were also in this because we the fucking and weren't it hilarious what johnny bills were wearing ah oh yeah that's what we're doing I now know, yes exactly yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> episode three African misfire. Was mm. it an African misfire? Hell Question yeah. mark. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> but, so you know. Let's just explain what it's about. So African mm -hmm. misfire is about a deposed African president who hasn't, whose art collection is apparently stolen. Mm. And the Zugang steal it back again, Zugang. but but he's really trying to stage a coup and get back to his country. And he's not yes. using the art collection for medical aid as he the money raised from the auction, but to actually get loads of troops and go back to his country and mm -hmm. kill lots of people. Mm -hmm. So it had a kind of uncomfortable taste to it. This one, didn't it? Yeah. Well, there's an awful lot again in in drama of that era. There's an awful lot of uh, isn't Africa, oh, isn't it dangerous, and isn't it, you know, that nobody could be trusted, it's all coups and counter-coups, and basically, it, I think in this, he is he's basically Idi Amin, when all's said and done. Yeah, I felt that, totally. Nice place, huh? Oh, dandy. <clears throat> I guess you're thinking Tombi Naganda lives high, even if he is in exile. Well, that's the compensations of office, General. <laughs> That's what my enemies at home say, only not so polite. It's true, when that bunch of opportunist thugs pulled their coup and threw me out in the name of democracy, I wasn't a pauper. But I trade all this to get my art collection back. 
And not for me, for the people who lost their homes in the flood, who are sick and dying from typhoid, because I still care about them. End of speech, Mr. Halliday. Although uh, you do get points for having Earl Cameron, and we, we like an Earl Cameron uh, in, in, a, in a series generally, and, and the fact that at least, you know, the black actors were black, you know? Yes. Thank thank Christ it was there was no blacking up or anything like that, but it was just a shame that they they were such baddies really yeah. in a way you know you you'd make sure hopefully well today you'd make sure there were there were good characters of color mm. as well but yeah it was just but it bit, does I mean mm. again you are playing you're getting lots of kidnapping and gunplay in these things and lots of sort of implausible sort of ways of making things move around the plot move along. Uh, I mean, this is the one where they have the um, mercenary camp, isn't it? That mysteriously yes. vanishes overnight, but they, but uh, people are shooting off machine guns left, right, and centre. And but the whole, the, the suddenly the site vanishes overnight, which again is, it's 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 a seventies. <coughs> I'd, I'd, I thought it was hilarious just this idea of how they mm-hmm. were suddenly going to put all their men in hotels and guest houses on the French Riviera. I was thinking, I was thinking, this is not an exp- this is not a cheap approach no. to this issue. Staying in Nice and Cannes, I'm like, you really want to be staying there when you're trying to stage an African coup later on. <laughs> sorry, sorry, yeah, we, yeah, we've got no rooms this week. Uh, the mercenaries are in town. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, on the French Riviera. Honestly, like, that did, like when they have a, not... a convention on, you know. Oh no, I it's, it's mercenary week. It's it is mercenary week in Nice. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Except they'd all be speaking with with that card French accent that it sometimes uh, turns out. Of course, of course. Rather too much at times, (laughs) especially when Brian (laughs) Keith is being being a foreigner, being a funny foreigner. (laughs) But can I just say something about that rather too much at times? Um, Manouche reminded me all the way through watching this of actual French people who I know. Ah, Um, I used to be president of a European library group. And, I used to be president, he says. Yes. And <laughs> was that and, was that the years they refer to as the Trumpian years? <laughs> no, I'm actually fondly remembered as a president, fondly. I'll have you know. Fondly. Because I I was Because if, I you, was, if, if they didn't say they were fond of you, they got taken outside and shot. <laughs> exactly. No, they still are nice about me and say nice things about me. But anyway, um, but there was Speaking quite someone a few. Who's never been in anything. No one's ever trusted me with anything at all. So I there was really quite call. a few. Um, this is about me, not you. <laughs> Isn't everything? Isn't everything? No, just this two minutes. This um, group was had a load of really gorgeous statuesque French women or oh. well not all statuesque shorter some of them but all perfectly quaffed like this mm. and Manouche was absolutely those people I know she was mm. a real French actress but mm. I mean there's my friends Agnès and Isabelle and they all had these wonderful names and they were all gorgeous and all mm. could have been sort of Chanel back in the day sort of models mm. and it they she was absolutely like them mm. and there was a real reality to her character because I've known people like her who mm. just are effortlessly elegant and mm. yes, they would come up to me, you know, and they'd talk to me in French and forget I couldn't speak French, mm. and I'd be like, oh, "I'm sorry, don't know." <laughs> I'd be this horrendous English chump, <laughs> not being able to talk to them. We we un verdevan s'il vous plaît. Exactly, exactly. 
Jumapalandi. I once talked about. I once talked before I knew anything about the game. I I once talked with. Uh, I was a bit drunk and I w- talked to one of my uh, former school teachers about cricket yeah. for an hour and a half. And every so often I went. Uh, both them. That's all you need to do. That was it. Yeah. And I've realised with a lot of this podcasting is you don't have to. Have, I know I'm disproving it at this point. So you don't have to say much. You just every so often you have to go really, and then let somebody <laughs> rattle on again. <laughs> Exactly. It's true. Well, that's interesting. Tell me yeah. more. <laughs> Can I say something else that made me laugh in this episode? Okay. Was you know, I think it's all well and good if you're in Doctor Who in the Demons and you're changing a signpost that changes the way to to where Devil's End is. Well, actually, that oh, was yes. a mystical thing, wasn't it? That wasn't anyone mm. doing it. Ooh. But I love it when they change the signpost to Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking. I think you'd still know where Nice was. It's pretty fucking huge. <laughs> Do you think I... you'd? That was just made me laugh so much. I always scream at the screen in uh, Day of the Jackal, the original Day of the Jackal. Oh, yeah. Uh, when uh, Edward Fox, he arrives at that signpost, and it, one, one is the road to, you know, gets away, and one is the road back to Paris. And he mm. sits there at the signpost, and he's 50-50, and I always think, oh, go the other way. <laughs> but he never does. Every time I watch no. that film, he never does it. I don't know why. I feel we need more interactive Blu-rays, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Where you can you can actually adjust the plot by turning a dial. That would be fun. I have got some notes about this one that I'm I'm just going to read out. One okay. of them is, my God, Brian Keith's lemon suit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are, I mean if you were doing again, we, I know we've constantly not done dress for success in this series, but there are there have been moments. He has some shirts to that, uh, oh, that take some. Oh my lord! That Terrifying. Take some, uh, mm. But that's yes. American casual. That's the thing. That's American Oof. casual in the 70s. This is Americans travelling abroad. This is how yeah. they were... In many ways, they, they would have been dressed by somebody in Pinewood, like I say, but or, or maybe yeah. maybe the, the entire maybe the entire production was actually made over in France. The other but, thing I've got here is yeah. that this episode, there was a bit too... There was sexism that there wasn't in other episodes, and I thought it might have been just the writer, well, but the rest funny. of it isn't sexist. Well, I, I must admit, the other thing I didn't mention in that uh, Ingrid Pitt scene was the fact that he calls her a silly cow twice. In, in the oh, I missed um, that, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but in this, one, in, in this one, they're too brave. It's <laughs> stupid mm. in that mm. they tell Manouche to stay back because there mm. could be danger. And I'm yeah. like... No, that back in the war, sense. you wouldn't have done in... that back in the war. Exactly. I should Nonsense. say this only once. I am Michel yes. from the Resistance. Of the yes. Resistance. <laughs> yes, exactly. We are None the gang. Shit. Nous sommes the gang. I say mad. I call mad. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I can think... I confess to something now. Okay, I good. was on a I was on a call with um, three French people the other day mm-hmm. after I'd given a talk. Um, a work, no, during a workshop, I was giving to French people, it's, and it's my host, yes, my hosts were also French. And during one of the breaks, they asked me what my favourite French words were, <laughs> and I told them my favourite French words are malheureusement, malheureusement. Which means unfortunately, un- unfortunately. yes. Yeah. Um, maintenant, it's still there. Now, maintenant, which means now. Which yeah. It's a long way of it. saying now, isn't it? Move. <laughs> yes, it is. exactly. here's, a, here's a twenty-six letter word to say quickly. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. No, my other third one, and my third one was perdu, which Can't is. Do you know what perdu? Lars, you know your French. You're very mm. good. Well mm. done. Can't speak but anyway. Toffee, but I did do me O level. I stupidly, because I was I was feeling giddy um, mm-hmm. that when they all of all the participants came back, I told them my my favourite French words, and they were like probably like who is this English idiot? Anyway, 
Was it la, la plume de ma tante? Uh, no, never mind. The plume de ma tante est perdue. That's it. Yes. Um, oh gosh. But I always have this so, thing about. I still think because when the way I learned French at school, or the way we did French yeah. at school, was with those audio things that you had to écouter et répéter. So what you oh. had to do was you they do the phrase and then you'd have to repeat it. I was always terribly bad in the in the audio lab, but but the thing is that before the phrase it bleeped. That was how they could pick up where you said it. You see, okay. so the bloom de ma tante est perdue. Whoop! And I actually, for many years, I thought whoop should be a French word. <laughs> At the end of every sentence, the end of every sentence, they should go whoop. Then you could go to speak. You see, it would be very useful as an international entente cordiale yeah. thing. It would work very well. Well, I think we're just showing how how European we are in this podcast, aren't yeah. we? Who am I? Think, yes. <laughs> I think it's time to turn our attention to episode four, Lion Hunt. Lion Hunt. What do you have to say about Lion Hunt? I think Lion Hunt is the best episode of the six, actually. Um, okay. That's the Roger Tell Delgado, the Roger Delgado one. I just think it works on all levels. It looks like it's got budget. It, the actual plot makes a certain amount of sense, but it's actually very well done. I just, of the six, it's the one I most enjoyed, shall I say? Maybe maybe that's a qualifier. But yeah. I, I, I mean, to be honest, to see Delgado, I mean, because this would have been more or less the same either just after he. Uh, played the master for the last time, or certainly around the time. Yeah, it was with, with a full beard. But uh, it's a glorious performance. It's his. It's his, it's his penultimate ever performance, but wow. his last sort of starring performance because yeah. he only has a tiny role in the final version of the film that he died during production of. Mm. So he, this is his last big role, mm. and it's you had the master in prison again. I mean, mm. as a Doctor Who fan, you can't, you can't. Not want to see the master in prison again, looking no, a bit older. <laughs> you know, uh, somebody cleverer than us could probably sort of recut that so it's uh, it actually uh, t- works within the Doctor Who script. Well, there's one brilliant bit which is so Doctor Who, and I was like, I got massive Terror of the Autons vibes when he stands mm. and holds his hands up exactly mm. as he would because that's mm. Roger Delgado, and he looks mm. just like the master. But mm. it's so he's he's very different to the master. He's very interesting, isn't he? Mm. Well, he's an, he's an international freedom fighter as well, and and obviously very casual in many yes. ways. You know. uh, and we're not used to seeing him casual, but I, I just I just like this one. I liked the the prison break, and I liked them all dressing up in the police uniform. I just felt, uh, you know, the caper part of this worked incredibly well for me. I just felt yeah. it worked well. And of course, obviously, there are double crosses and double dealing, and there are uh, reversals in the plot and things that you assume suddenly turn out not to be the case. I just think it's a nicely structured one. I I, I took to the... I, of of the six, if I was going to recommend somebody watch one, I think The Lion Hunt would be the one I would pick, to be honest. So, it's about her, an, a revolutionary from South America mm. known as El Leon, played by Delgado, mm. and he's arrested on arriving in France. Did you recognise him? When he, in, uh, before yes. he was arrested, when he had the yeah, dark me, glasses. Immediately. Oh, you did? Right, okay. <laughs> I thought, who's this? I, I thought for one uh, strange one. Who did I think it was? No, it was somebody else. I thought it was somebody else just for a second. I, I had he a different actor in my mind. ridiculous in the disguise. It looked mm. ridiculous. But, um, but the, where I come unstuck with this episode, I don't feel mm. quite so fondly of it as you do, mm. is because you have those two characters. Um, are they Dupont and Debreu? And they oh, the, are... The, the bad policemen. The and they're just not strong enough mm. actors to yeah, carry there is that, yeah. all of their dialogue. And I got mm. a bit lost because I got a bit bored. It was a bit like when Daleks speak and I don't listen. Mm. Um, their machinations were not invested with enough. They're obviously doing We Are Wicked. 
We are yes, evil. and yeah. I just I got a bit lost with them too. Well, and I thought, get, what are um, they doing now? Yeah, you get uh, Ed Devereux turns up for a cough and a spit, don't you? Which is which is also kind of weird. Yes, well, that's a bit like when Morris Perry turns up for a tiny moment in the previous yes, episode. Of course, yeah, yes, of course. It's really odd. But um, I did enjoy Lily Palmer going, going, pretending to be his wife and really being over mm. the top, trying to pretend mm. French is Spanish. I don't think she managed it. I think I would, there's one thing uh, throughout the series. I, what I, I do think is, is yeah. very interesting to see is you get these moments where there's some proper, a proper acting scene. And yeah. they absolutely seize them, you know. Yes. Whether it's when they're just round the te- table in the back room, you know, they really the actors really right. absolutely leap on these moments, which give them a real proper acting chops thing. And yeah. you can see the quality shines. Yeah, through. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're when a good lot actors. of it, a lot of it's just exposition and crap, and oh, you do this, and I've got to go over there, and you've got to go over there, and all that yeah. nonsense. But actually, when they get a scene like that, you know, they, they can be quite point. Even the, the Lily Palmer scenes with. We were just playing against her son. They they just absolutely seize those moments and really do make the most of them. I agree. I couldn't agree more. You're dead right, and mm. that's why this is worth watching. I think mm. um, it's got that strange. Well, I see it as strange ITC comic feel to it mm. um, that makes it all light. But mm. there's a there's some serious undertones here. And there's um, a lot of ITC that actually can be very replaceable, very predictable, very you know, formulaic, you know. And you can look at various shows and just go, oh, yeah, that you know, the, the adventurer, the baron, you know, blah, blah, blah. The, you know, the man in a suitcase to a certain extent, although that does have a different spin on it. Uh, but actually, in terms of the ones that are good or the ones that are enjoyable, Department mm. S, Randall and Hopkirk... Uh, the champions, to a certain extent, I find the champions less accessible myself. The persuaders—they're all actually—and even going back to things like, um, oh, what's its name? The uh, the black and white police one, Gideon's Way. The ones that are enjoyable are really enjoyable bits of television. The Saint mm. is actually—I mean, okay, the Saint can be hit and miss, but overall, it's an enjoyable chunk of telly. The Prisoner is an enjoyable chunk of telly. Yeah, uh, you know, the Jerry Anderson series are. You know, mostly uh, ITC, I think, uh, are all enjoyable bits of entertaining, dramatic telly, if you like. And so when they're, they're, they're doing it well, they do it really quite well. But but you don't necessarily get much opportunity for acting in them. And, and when they do, they, they work very well. Yeah. At this juncture, I would like to play in a scene from The Lion Hunt, which is Lily explaining to El Leon about the Zugang. <laughs> <laughs> You have great faith in those out there. Maybe. Tell me, who are they? Brothers or lovers? During the war, when you were young, we did things together in the resistance. My husband got killed. And then when it was all over, we each went our way, didn't see each other. And we found that it was no good being apart. Now, each one of us knows, no matter what, where or when, the others are there. Okay, can we move on to episode five, which is the first yeah. episode I've 
I saw the counterfeit trap. This this was the one that exposed you to the world. Had you had, had you ever seen the Zugang? No, never. So this, this is, was your sorry, first. Yeah, this is my very first experience of it. Of the Zugang. And I thought, God, this series hits the ground running. I've not been told anything. <laughs> <about them." laughs> I was really like, I should have watched those titles more closely. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, it's all it's all happening here. Mm-hmm. And you've got and you've got as I said, Grand Moff Tarkin um, with Serverland. This can only be good. Um, I was just hoping all the way through that Jackie Pierce was going to be the villain, so I was very disappointed that she wasn't, and it was just bad old Peter Cushing. Mm. But it was great fun, and what's more, my old mate Stefan Chase is in it, which I couldn't right. believe. Who um, I spent a long afternoon um, with lots of beers um, a few years ago, because Stefan Chase played um, Captain Durnford, um, who oh, okay. Monique marries in Secret Army. Is that where we have to ring the bell? <laughs> Yes, you have to ring the bell because Stephen Chase was a good mate. Thank you. But um, there we go. Old, old Chasey has has a now passed. The bell. Yeah, Chase has now passed on now, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But he was he was he was good fun here as the diver. He didn't have a lot to do other than get he got beaten up a bit. But yeah. Anyway, yes. So, what did you make of the counterfeit trap? Is this the, is this the one where Barry Morse gets arrested? Oh, I don't know about that. This is the one because remember. it starts off with the two villains, doesn't it? And he's trying to he's trying to it's either get rid of the counterfeit money or or acquire the counterfeit money or something like that. And he and he meets them at that house and then he goes back and the two bodies are there. There's forged notes, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the serial turn, numbers and... and it all turns out that uh, their best buddy Peter Cushing, uh, because he has a, a young and expensive wife. Um yes. Brigitte, Brigitte Gautier. Yeah. Yes, who uh, who has a nice line in uh, lengthy white uh, skirts, which you think might come in handy for it later on in her career. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, she obviously realised that was a look that worked on her. You know? Well, you but know, yes, you're only a few years off Blake Seven, aren't you? Here, yes, you're only about uh, four, five, or five years. years. Four yeah. Or five years yeah, yeah. Yes, and um, we haven't talked about someone yet. Um, Jill okay. Burton, played by Saretta Wilson. Mm. Who is one of the worst actresses in anything ever? <laughs> Less she, than plays, she plays little Johnny Mills' niece in this, yes. and um, oh, she she doesn't. Well, have, she's, she's basically lit- there to get buffed over the head every so often, isn't she? Really? Yeah, exactly. But uh, she is uh, a regular, so I thought we should... love interest for the um, for the cop. for for Georges Roger. For Georges Roger. Georges. That makes you think of them. That makes me think of Broken Sword, George and Nico. Anyway, that's a yes. computer game. I have a thesaurus. Would you like to come and see it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. George, your thesaurus oh, yes. is magnificent. <laughs> I do not have the words to say how magnificent your thesaurus is. Malarismo. Yes. Malarismo. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a bit confusing, this one. Um, but the fact is, only Peter Cushing could be in responsible for all of this naughtiness. He's a man beyond suspicion, but he's driven by circumstance. I mean, if you think about Peter Cushing and his film roles, uh, yeah. actually, he played a villain in The Avengers back in the 60s, you know, in the, in the uh, hmm. Cybernauts episode. And he plays a villain... Uh, in the opening episode of the new Avengers, weirdly, uh, the guy who wants to bring Hitler back to life from his ice bath, mm. uh, and so he, he likes to do a bit of villain, or at least a bit of ambiguous, you know. And, you uh, yeah. 
And we and we do like a bit of Peter Cushing. I think we we enjoy a bit of Peter Cushing in in most things. How do you think Jackie does with her accent? Ah, uh, well, you know, <laughs> how, how do how do any of them do? <laughs> <laughs> let's play a bit in and let's let's the um, audience judge. Well, I don't blame you. I wish I had something to celebrate. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, don't be. You know, I was looking for someone to say goodbye to. I refuse to slink away. It just isn't my scene. Good for you. Where are you off to? Back to Paris. I know it's a run out, but I sold all the furs and jewels that Charles gave me for his defense. So I figure that wipes the slate clean. Now I have to think of me. I may get quite drunk on the plane tonight. It'll make the ride seem less like the retreat from Moscow. No hard feelings? No. Where do they get you? Good luck. Good hunting. Good friends. <laughs> better luck next time. I hope so. Look, Brilliant. Mm. I think I'll give you an 8 out of 10, Jackie. Well done. Mm. So She's, a, I she's th- a good actress. I mean, I know she had a, a problems, but she's a good actress, Jackie Pierce. She I, is. I enjoyed that uh, interview they did with her, you know, on the CD. The, 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 uh, Big Finish did an interview, one of their interview discs with her, and it's really quite mm. enjoyable. I know she was apparently incredibly rude. Incredibly, incredibly, you know, um, not 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 rude in the John Barrowman sense, but John rude uh, in the in the raw, you know, the, that that deeply, deeply hilarious laugh. That, yes, uh, yeah, I, sort I, of. I've, you mean naughty, don't you? Yeah, naughty. Rude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but but enjoyed a bit of naughtiness and and winding people up, and I think that's. Uh, that's yeah. I think she was a glorious, glorious actress, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, should we move on to the Twisted Cross, the final episode? Uh, like you say, it does have a, a definite um, uh, heart-to-heart. <laughs> but again, it's that it's also, the... you know, it, uh, and love joy as well, you know. Oh, here's, here's a missing historical <laughs> artefact. Uh, yeah. uh, it, I mean, to be honest, a lot of the problems with it come from... <laughs> that is a slightly preposterous tale of uh, lovely Bernard Kay... Very, the very lovely Bernard Kay. The very yes. lovely Bernard Kay is is a uh, a, a German living in fr- France who has an expensive wife, an expensive young wife. Yeah, and so he's, he's called to Schroeder, and she's called Helen. I want to come yes. back to her, but yeah, carry on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, basically, but he has a secret because he knows where <gasps> some Nazi treasure is hidden. Yes, and, uh, but people know that he knows because she talks too much at the hairdressers. Um, <laughs> And what happens in Nice, you know. But yeah. what we find in the course of this episode is that the Zugang themselves have a traitor in their midst. The Zugang. <laughs> the Zugang have a traitor in their midst. The, yes, um, they do. And he's horrible. The, the he's really slimy. Hercule. But Hercule is a semi-regular, isn't it? Because he, he's been... Well, in, he's in it a little bit. I think he's in, in it in episode, episode yeah. five, maybe, as well. Mm-hmm. But he's greasy and horrible mm. and he's sly mm. i got a bit confused was the point where he went into the bedroom where um the, in the hospital where john mills was was he gonna go mm. and kill him well this is the question isn't it yes yeah um it's um <laughs> sorry, yes. no it's like i've just remember i've just remembered uh johnny mills's little tramp sorry yes <laughs> 
<clears throat> yes, I'd forgotten that. Um, yes, it, it would appear that he'd been under instruction to to bump him off uh, because I got he, a bit confused he, about he that. This is yeah. the problem, really, because actually uh, sitting through it because I knew he was a semi regular in the series. Yeah. At least he'd been in two or three episodes as the bartender of the bar. Yeah. I actually thought he was being falsely accused. Yeah. I thought this was it was going to turn out that he wasn't. He wasn't. The, he, he, wasn't the, he wasn't the greasy traitor that they were. That they and because actually they did a scene, didn't they, where he 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 was affronted by the fact that they were suggesting that he yes. sold them out, and and it all seemed like they'd sorted that out, and it really wasn't him. And then it was. <laughs> I know, which is um, quite unusual. I think it was it was well done. I think, but I think a lot it, of that episode actually. The whole I know we can go back and talk about other aspects of it, but I think I almost feel that a lot of that episode was set up purely so they could do the stunt with the car hanging from the crane that they did. Oh, totally. Because they, feel they featured, they featured the it reason. so strongly that yeah, that's it's that, all leading there. Yeah, that's where that episode was bound to go. We've got the budget to do this stunt where we put yeah. the, the, the crane picks up the car, which is again a quite a James Bondian moment and quite, you know, to be fair, it's a set piece. But uh, you do feel that that's where it was always going, really, in yeah. terms of the plot. You know? I, I want to talk about Mrs. Schroeder, played by Anne Lynn. Anne Lynn is mm-hmm. an actress I didn't don't know very well, and right. she's not good in this. She actually right. is not good in this, but mm. she is brilliant in Who Pays the Ferryman, which is a series that right. is very dear to my heart. I'm not sure why we didn't do it for W, but um, she plays... Because no, I haven't got it on my shelf, probably. Oh, that's right. probably why. <laughs> but... Um, she and, plays the yeah. ex ex girlfriend of the main character in that, and she comes back and is manipulated mm. into doing stuff. And she's brilliant in that. She's a very good actress, but she, mm. this, that just shows that she, sometimes you're just not served by a script. And maybe she should have said, "I can't do French." Actually, maybe that's the issue. Well, people but, people can have off days, but also, yeah. I mean, if they're not directed properly or the character isn't, yeah. you know, it, there's an off. I mean, I know people can say, "Oh, it's, it's all it's the skill of the actor," but actually, you do, sometimes if you're not given if you're if you're told your role is to sit there look pretty and look spoiled, you know, yeah. and that's all you're really given, you know. And to, to be fair, you know, that's the that's what the function of it in the plot, you know. Can Can I just ask you a question? Have you got the booklet in front of you? Um, I can have. <laughs> <laughs> so if you turn to the very last page, inside page, and there's a cover of the novelisation right. of the Zoo Gang in blue. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it look like Donald Trump's in the bottom right hand corner? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, caught my eye during recording. I couldn't no, unsee it. <laughs> I feel that might be the picture I put on on our graphic for the show. Actually, I think that might be the one I used. <clears throat> there we go. Anyway, um, I also want to say this episode is the only time where the series almost passes the Bechdel test, but fails. Mm. Mm. Um, Manoush and Mrs. Schroeder have a scene together and mm. they are thinking, oh good, some women having a scene together without men, mm. but then they only talk about men so it doesn't pass the test. Mm. Sorry. Fails. I think that is one of my problems with a lot of dramas of this era and earlier mm. is that there's just not enough very variety of women characters. Yeah. It's and, interesting that a couple of weeks ago I yeah. watched the entire uh trilogy of the norman conquests which i have on disc I'd have oh i intend to watch that at some point i've been i've been meaning to watch that for years is it good i enjoyed it but unfortunately it is very much about norman and his relationship with the women uh, oh. and and of course it's a mid-70s well it's an early yeah. 70s play so it, the, there are moments in it where you think no, i don't think you could do it now 
you know. Right. But I, did, but I remember really enjoying it when it was on TV. Uh, uh-huh. Of course, you know, and the cast is to die for and everything like that. But yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of television from that era. I mean, I know we we talk about old television a lot, but a lot of television doesn't hold up on on certainly on sexism and racism and yeah. uh, inclusivity terms. Yeah, I can never understand why people get offended by inclusivity. I'm sorry, I I find it bizarre that people because yeah. no no one's telling that you know just because you're saying we want to include these people in these various groups in in our you know people who we address in our doesn't mean we're trying to ask you yeah. to be one. No, we're not, we're not asking you to change your lifestyle. We're, we're not tr- asking you to be something that you're not. We're also you, not we're asking you to, to say they're just people. We're also not asking you to lick them up the legs either. So, no. <laughs> I know this is a, you know it, it, it's weird that people can be offended just because someone anyway, is, is anyway, getting let, some attention. But that that's let, fine let, by. let's leave that alone because there's a lot to say about it. Um, mm. I just want to say in terms of the twisted cross, the final episode of the Zoo Gang, that Manouche gets to do the crane duties at the end, and that's significant. This series does make it clear that she is an important character. And she's an equal. Yes, she's an equal. Her gender is not important, and, and of course, she, when it, yeah, she owns the cafe that where she where does. they, they run all their capers from. Really. Yes. Um, so, all right, you you must talk. You must talk about John Mills now. Come on. Oh, Johnny Mills. Yes, there are two uh, particular uh, disguise sequences I remember. There's the one where he's the old grandparent who's supposed to fall asleep in the garden. I can't remember which episode that is in. Yeah, doesn't matter. And then, he, and then basically, so he arrives with his niece, who is pretending to be his granddaughter, I think, and he falls yeah. asleep in the garden chair. And while they're off doing whatever capering they're doing he, he suddenly leaps into action and does all these stunts and climbing along walls he's all nimble in in long shot because it's not him <laughs> no it's probably it's probably Stuart fell because they're about the same height uh, <laughs> yeah and but he's in the sort of the white uh, panama i have a white i have a couple of white panamas i'm very very dapper in a panama but i don't look like johnny mills but anyway <laughs> um but uh so there's that one where he's just playing the old feeble granddad and then isn't but the yeah. but in the final episode he does do uh, he's, he's he's allegedly either very ill or very dead I can't remember at that point where he's very ill or very dead yeah but he's he's in the hospital allegedly and suddenly this this not very disguised gentleman yes. in scruffy outfits comes in and in front of the whole bar <laughs> uh, should we say exposits some information that can only oh my god that needs let's, to be passed let's, on. let's play a bit of it in now so everyone can enjoy it. I was uh, I was fishing and uh, I tie up my little boat in the harbour at sunrise to drink uh, to drink a little wine. <laughs> And uh, the custom boat, he come along anymore. And next to mine, I see them changing their clothes. I hear them talking. I know their names. And I know where they are going to hide the swastika brooch. Saint Roche, that's where they abandoned the boat. Okay, then. I'm with you, madam. Did they see you? No, 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 monsieur. No, no, I was, uh, I was in the cabin. All right. Who are they and where are they now? Yes, that's right. Yes, it is very, really, of course, very valuable, valuable information, Monsieur. Valuable. It's worth, I say, possibly uh, one thousand francs. Ooh, you crafty old louse. Yeah, it's 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 John Mills through and through. <laughs> it's Everyone a, knows it's it. a shame, though, actually, that that we can't put the video on, on uh, unless we can put a link to a, a YouTube link to it because it's um, the fact is that the the point is that with even despite all the makeup, 
nobody in that bar because he's a regular in that bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the bartender specifically knows him <laughs> very well, and she yeah. sat and drank with him not you know days before in the in terms of yeah. plot the day before, and everybody pretends that they don't know him. And it, it's John Mills. Oh, no one's going. That's John Mills dressed a bit scruffy. You know? <laughs> and and let's face it, I know with some of the the uh, sartorial choices he's made over the course of the series, yes. you might not think he actually looks even that unusual to what he normally dresses. In. No, indeed. But his but his his old tramp, uh, as as we as we uh, imagine, comes from his his Oscar winning turn in. Um, Ryan's daughter. Ryan's daughter. You know, I want to do yeah. more character stuff. You've got yeah. to make the most of it as a producer. Did he get the say. Oscar for that, or was he just Oscar nominated? No, I thought he actually got it. I yeah. He, I, I yeah. may. We may have to put a correction in there, but yeah. uh, I yeah. believe it was his his big Oscar-winning um, yeah. role. Uh, Ryan's daughter. I think there's a rule when it comes to drama that you the actor should not enjoy themselves more than the audience. Yeah, <laughs> John I Mills to do my jo- comedy Trump. I've got yeah, to do my exactly. Comedy Trump. exactly. I would like, darling, to do my comedy Trump in this episode. Yes. I feel the script needs a tweet so I can do a comedy Trump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bless him. Um, but this all leads to the crane and all that stuff mm. we talked about the big um, final scene. But mm. but then it just ends, and that is the end of the zoo gang. The yes. zoo gang. <laughs> Zugang is no more. We don't get Zugang too. And I just kind of feel like, oh, it's just ended. And it's ITC just... rarely did second series of things. They might be yeah. connected. I mean, they did a connected series in the sense that we got Jason King, which we gloss over. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, generally speaking, they they did a year of things like the Champions. Now, if if they sold them to America, they might do another year because it was successful so that's hence yeah. the saint you know but generally speaking oh we tried this out it didn't work we play around with the elements try it again that didn't work you know americans in many ways don't like well, i got the impression that american networks weren't over keen on even if they were genuine american actors they didn't particularly like americans in britain they didn't seem to think it quite um they couldn't seem to sell it to networks i mean obviously these shows have been popular in in many other you know, on, on syndication and in uh, what's it called cable, they've all done very well and they're very popular even now. Over, uh, you know, they have their fans and, and of course they were very popular over here. They didn't often get fully networked by ITV at the same time. Very few shows got a proper solid slot on all the the ITV networks, but uh, they did what they did and they did it very well. And I I think the interesting thing about this is they made the six. And you kind of think, did they? Is it just because they couldn't get the people together to do another six or another six, or, or was it always, yeah. or was it always really going to be, or it didn't really work, or you know, because there's not. I think this is more or less the end of the the crime fighting um, ITC show. You get Return of the Saint a few years later, which was trying to riff on the Saint again. You do get about the same time, and to be honest, in, in many of the same locations, you get The Protectors with Robert Vaughan, which is, again, yeah. American actor comes over, plays a lead role in an ITC series. Again, a couple of years later, you get Space 1999 with Landau and Martin yeah. Landau and Barbara Bain. So they were still trying that put in the American actors, it will sell thing. But I, Space I think, 1999 was successful. But I it's think just... they shifted away from... I think it's that they shifted away from these older, older people. They were just like... It's nice to do that, but we want young, attractive people. And you can just imagine there's people who who felt like that, honestly. Mm. Um, Possibly, and and also... Maybe it's part uh, of it. 
uh, you know, careers and people want to move on and everything yeah. like that. I mean, basically, uh, certainly Barry Morse immediately went to space in 1999, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's not much of a gap between right. the two. I mean, so, I, I personally just love the inversion of the fact that you've got these older actors and older mm. characters who are who are who are actually doing really young things and can do it just as well as the young. And yes. it's a really wonderfully wonderfully strong message about mm. don't don't underestimate people who are a bit older mm. because they actually flipping know what they're doing and mm. they can be steely and mm. they can also make mistakes still and they can also still mm. behave like children and get things wrong. And yes. well, they're not perfect, that's... are they? I no. mean, they do make mistakes. I think that is interesting. And of course, they are always being told off by the the son-in-law. Yeah. Or and that's a lovely thing. that's a lovely thread that runs through it. And I think that mm. was probably what commended the series to me more than anything else. I've got yeah. a mess. I've got a, a note to myself at the end saying they should have leaned harder into the Nazi stuff. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, I suspect maybe if they'd done more, maybe that would have been, you know, that, that yeah. whole thing of, of the sort of Nazis in disguise or Nazis living under false identities. Yeah. Nazis yeah. in disguise. No. Um, uh, living <laughs> under false identity. Was, was yeah. kind of, was kind of uh, a bit, it was a big theme through those kinds of series. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I, again, it, it's a world. That's the interesting thing to me. This, this, there is a world that only really exists in ITC, where you have the gentleman adventurer or the or the private yeah. adventurer, and and the fact that people are doing heists and there there are very few consequences to actions. I find in in these shows, you've got lots of people waving guns. People always seem to be able to get their hands on a gun in the nineteen seventies. You know oh, how always. many. In in the sixties, how many how many businessmen on even you know on the mainstream uh, business you know like power game they always seem to have a revolver in their desk. Everybody seemed to have a revolver in their desk for no very good reason back in those days. You know, there's an awful lot of authority figures, but there's an awful emphasis on the fact that the posh folk are in charge. Hmm. You do get that a lot. Yeah. But on the whole, what do you think of the zoo gang? Did you enjoy it? I did actually because it's the sort of series I wouldn't usually watch. It was mm. quite fun for me to watch something that was a bit more light and mm. a bit more, you know, um, enclosed. Each, ep- each episode is just its episode, and you don't have yeah. to follow them all. And and yeah, it wasn't a problem. And also, certainly with Marisa, she's like, yeah, fine, you know, put the next episode on. It wasn't a, mm. a chore. Um, and equally, you weren't going. Oh, this is horrible, sexist, racist rubbish. Taking no, away. no. And I think mm. that was surprising that there was such a strong character in Manoush Roger played by Lily Palmer. There is a proper joie de vivre about it as well. I mean, they are yeah. really enjoying being in Nice. I know that's probably, the thing, but they are really having a ball, mm-hmm. aren't they? They really are having a ball. Yeah. Doing this what about you then? What's your summary? How do you sum it up? I really enjoyed certain aspects of it. I find that watching six in a in a block is a bit much. Yeah, but actually, and uh, and there are like I say, two or three of the uh, the caper episodes are are a lot more fun. I did enjoy the like I said the prison break uh, that they did in it. I mean, and also you start to see connections with other shows. I mean, the whole thing about that villains can basically just stick a, a barrier up and say diversion or diversion. If you prefer. Ah, yeah, exactly. and, and 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 that never gets questioned in these things and everybody just bounds along in their security van <laughs> nothing suspect here and the fact that i think it's always quite nice that the locals are, are a bit dim or the local yeah. police are always a bit dim yeah. and and, they, and all their problems have to be solved by amateurs i mean you could say that's a bad thing in the sense that you've got you know, the 
the, the, the plucky Americans or the plucky Brits coming in and, and solving the case where nobody else is interested. And that can be a little bit tiresome. But I think, generally speaking, if you're going to set up a show in this format, I think it works. I mean, like I say, there are touches of, of Lost of the Summer Wine, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to a certain extent. You've got sort of yeah. older, older folk doing mad things uh, in, in an interesting and entertaining way. But it's entertaining. And, and as I've said before, ITC shows, generally speaking, are not there for their high drama. They they do seize their moments and they do have their moments. You know, it is sometimes difficult to watch uh, a character like Jason King suddenly trying to have a, oh, that person's had an overdose, oh, that's a bad thing scene. That can always yeah. be a little bit difficult in these shows because they feel out of place. Yeah. In the, you, know, you suddenly get a preachy moment. But actually, overall, these shows work as entertainment and and the and you know the performances are exemplary and certainly in you know you've really got four character actors absolutely at the top of their game giving their all and absolutely committing to the show and i think zugang zugang really zugang. does really really does work as as a as a six-part miniseries yeah. whether it would have carried us you know they'd made 30 maybe it would have it might have done better it might not have it just may yeah. not have felt you might not have felt the same way i mean you can see already within the six that certain things are repeating certain yeah you know yeah. certain things are no, starting I, I think i think it's it's okay as it is and stands it doesn't as, as it is. it's welcome mm. yeah and if so if you've not seen the zoo, the zoo gang and you'd like to see the zoo gang you can enter our our twitter competition <laughs> tweet about how much you like uk tv drama and why you like it and you might get a copy i may even lick the back cover for you <laughs> and if that's not an incentive i won't <laughs> okay so that has been the zoo gang we shall be back after this short zoo gang instrumental break And we are at the end of our alphabet. So in the second half of the alphabet, we have looked at various shows. Um, what do you think was the best of the, of the of the recent ones? What was the one that most... I mean, I know you're... Let's face it, you're going to always be biased towards Secret Army and Tenko. So if I make yeah, you choose I mean... between Secret Army and Tenko, which would you pick? <laughs> oh, God, I'm not going to answer that. I can't. Um, no. I think there's, what not, I... there's not a cigarillo paper between the two of them. <laughs> in your, I think, in your um... love fest. They're very different series, um, even though they're similar um, sort of wartime setting. But um, what I'm really more interested in talking about in this N to Z run is mm. the shows that have surprised me, that are new to me, and mm. really the only one that I really loved of the new was um very peculiar practice which i thought which was... i'm surprised you hadn't seen before to be yeah and i just thought that stormed it and i really enjoyed it it's a and great it was great series. it was great yeah. to see something um that was so so full of energy and ideas and was ahead of its time mm. and I've said so everything. The, I probably that need... was the surprise yeah. of 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 that half of yeah. Of the I, I think I've yeah, said absolutely. everything I need to say about Secret Army and Tenko elsewhere. So I I'd rather the just leave them where they are. Me, <laughs> no, yeah. I, the thing that interests me generally is that the second half of the alphabet. I feel we've rattled through it. I feel it's like no time at all since we were talking about nice work. 
Yeah, we are talking right. about it. Even though we went ago. monthly during this period. Even though well. we went monthly for various reasons uh, in the in the yeah. latter half. It's it feels I don't know whether it's just time going by generally yeah. now. But I do feel that, um, yeah, I, if, it feels like almost the blink of an eye. We've done the entire, we've done our entire first run of the A to Z. And yes. here we are thinking, uh, that's it. We're on. We're free. We don't have to do it anymore. Hooray. Ha ha. And we start to say, hmm, but what about series two? Yeah. So we so, are thinking that um, after a, a short interregnum, <laughs> that we we may well return with series two and we'll just go through the alphabet again um with some Which some letters i think we've it, already proved we may struggle with certain letters yes i was about to say certain letters may be problematic um but before we go there what what did you enjoy the most about enter said and so for me is always very peculiar practice although i did enjoy i mean the funny thing is for me because i have i, I am never touched by celebrity i enjoyed the fact that you were able to get some of the original cast and uh, directors and stuff for at least mm. a few of the shows. Yeah. I do think that was, that was uh, certainly, for me, it was added material, even though obviously I couldn't be trusted with talking to them myself. No, darling, you could <laughs> And I've obviously learned that I'm, I'm not... And I'm also, I've also learned that I'm terrible at, at reading intros for those things. <laughs> no, I mean, take four, you usually got it. <laughs> take, Take four. Yes, we we may one day let, reveal take five and take six. <laughs> no, they've been deleted. <laughs> well, oh, well done. Oh, you've deleted them. Yeah. Oh, you've got them all. I, got, yeah. I, I never throw anything away, mate. No, no. It was it was good to talk to those people. I always have this fear about going back, and for Secret mm. Army and Tenko, it's always like going back for me. And um, mostly, it was it was a joy. Um, there's one or, one or two wobbles I had with with some people, but, um, but that's sometimes just technical. I mean, you find that with podcasting generally, not everybody has the same technical. Um... No, it's not all just technical, Mark. Oh, it? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it was it was great fun to um, to talk to some people who I who I love dearly and who have mm. been important to me in my life. Bless you. Yes. Him. Yeah. Anything that you'd rather we hadn't done, Martin? Um, no, I'm, I mean, I'm not a great fan of the costume drama, but I enjoyed Persuasion. Um, yeah. Our Friends in the North was difficult just simply because it took a lot of um, research. I mean, it took a lot of time to actually work through it, but it was, it was worth the journey. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And of course, we ended up doing that as a two-parter anyway, because we had so much to say about it. So I enjoyed Nice Work, actually. I think Nice Work was yeah. a sort of nice, nice show to revisit. Um, and Ready When You Are was, it was what it was, and Ultraviolet was not necessarily, you know, the greatest but I, I, and over, I, and I, as I've said before, XYY is is a program that I struggle with. There are always going to be shows that, for whatever reason, the content, whatever. That, but you can't. I don't think if if we're going through an alphabet generally, and I, I know some of that, the selection is because of the letters themselves. But actually, I don't think you can necessarily always just go to the greats. I, don't, I think you've got to sort of say no. You know, there are other aspects of television. There are other aspects that need to be looked into. And this is one of the reasons we did Zoo Gang rather than Zed Cars. I mean, we might do Zed Cars. Zoo Gang! <laughs> yeah, but it, it's because we hadn't really talked about ITC. We hadn't talked about drama as, as purely as entertainment. No, exactly. And, and we wanted and to cover all those, all those bases, to, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Mm. So, so there are some writers we could do with covering. You know? Oh, tell me. 
But it's just you know, I mean, it's because it, like you say, we we've, we've concentrated a lot on writers, and I think that's that's mm. a good thing, you know. Um, so you know, Dennis Potter and um, Jack Rosenthal, but there are other television writers who actually yes, there probably are. We, sh- we should investigate. Yes, um, and uh, and investigate we shall on our return. So um, we don't know any... exactly when, but we we definitely have yeah. enough TV. Yeah. Um, Do you have any um, any sort of episodes that you you would you, or st- or series that you would like us to? to I don't to think we should on? reveal. I don't think we should reveal. I I'm think just wondering should... if there's anything you would hope to cover. That was because I mean, let's face no, it, the letter I'd, S. I'd the letter S not... offers up about fifty different options. <laughs> yes, you know. still. No, I'd rather not say. I'd rather just leave it there. Okay. Yes. If you yeah. have any suggestions for us, though, dear listeners, mm-hmm. any suggestions for A, B, and C, mm-hmm. um, it would be great to hear from you. So if you could tweet mm-hmm. those to us, and mm-hmm. we we have got time before we're recording, mm-hmm. I presume. Yes, because this is going out very very soon after recording so we will have time to so consider to... your suggestions so, so this yeah. is the end of series one of the a to z of it uk is. tv drama or an a to z of uk tv drama um and uh, we we have reached the very end and yeah. um yeah we're ending on a cliffhanger what comes next we don't yes. know um but uh, we can also point you at our sister podcast uh, our space soldiers podcast we should, to keep you, to keep you in, in you know, keep our voices in your ears over the course of the <laughs> yeah, next few weeks. You really need them until we return. Um, yeah, but I would like to just say it's been a pleasure to go back to these series with you, Martin. It's been great oh. fun, and you've been very good company. Oh, yeah, and so have you, Andy. <laughs> it says it. <laughs> wow. Yes, indeed. No, I, I, don't, I have no regrets. Wow. I have no regrets whatsoever. <laughs> wow. I've been working on that joke for a year and a half. <laughs> Bad man, you're a bad man. Oh, bless him! Now he's lovely. <laughs> okay then. Well, um, what should, I think we should sign off in a French way, really. Oh, so, so, doing this so in... no, 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 this is where it all, it all comes crashing down. Yes. yes. Bonsoir. Bon yeah, nuit. Bonsoir. Au revoir, Martin. Au revoir. Qu'est-ce que c'est que ça? Je suis Martin. Tu es Andrew. <laughs> Andy, so no, God, I see I've made that mistake right at the end. I've called you Andrew. Andre, uh, Andre. Andre, please, yeah. Andre. Is, that, what's, is there a shortened version of Andre in, in, uh, in French? It's probably just Andy. Andy? Andy? Tu es Andy, je suis Martin. Au revoir. Au revoir.
Firstly, Martin, what is the Zoo Gang in French? Ah, Le Gang du Zoo. Ooh. Écoutez <laughs> et répétez. Ooh.